white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 11. I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. What episode is this for you? Two of the season? Two or uh, three? Second one. Second one. Yeah. Second, second one of the season. Second out of 11. Excellent. Excellent. But excellent. Well, Mr. Latchford Senior, believe it or not, actually goes quite... It goes down quite well on Twitter. Whenever I say that I'm going to okay. be speaking to you, I always get quite a lot of questions coming, which is That's nice. That's nice. Um, so the first question that I put out earlier was, who is the most versatile player to have played for Tottenham over the years? Now, obviously, you've got a bit of an advantage on me. You've been going a lot longer. Um, do you want to throw some names out to start with of players that you think could be Mr. Versatile? I, I, I struggled with this, if I'm honest. Oh, really? I, yeah, I, I, found it quite, I found it quite difficult um, because I was trying to go back a bit, even as far back as the 70s, but couldn't really think of anyone. It weren't until we got into the 80s um, that I, I was thinking more, more of people that started as midfielders and ended up playing in defence. Yeah. Um, Which is quite a common thing, yeah. especially in the modern day as well. Players that start as attackers that they all seem to drop back, seem to drop on midfielders or fullbacks or whatever. Sometimes uh, it used to be traditional as you got into your thirties, you was a bit more leggy, uh, yeah, and um, you know the, the pace weren't quite there. I think with fitnesses and the way things are now, it doesn't really apply. Um, I had um, Gary Stevens was quite a versatile player. He joined Spurs in the eighties from Brighton, and he was really a midfielder, stroke central defender. Weren't great in either position, if I'm honest yeah. with you. But he actually got on into the... I think he was in the England World Cup squad in 86. I must have been a decent player then. Purely steady. because of his versati- you know, because he was versatile. Yeah. Um, and I've got a couple of examples. Gary Mabbott, the great Gary Mabbott, yeah. started as a midfielder and then dropped back into central defence. Well, friend of the show and good friend of yours, Carl Woodbridge, actually on Facebook said Gary Mabbott yeah. was his most versatile. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, Stevie Perryman started in midfield and then dropped back to play at right back in the later stages of his Spurs career. Yeah, I had, and again, Steve Perryman was one on um, Reddit. Um, Steve Perryman started as a young midfielder. Yeah. Later in the career, moved to central defence and finished as a right back. Yeah. During his time at the club, he rarely missed a game. Yeah. Uh, Graham Roberts would be another yeah. example. Midfielder, again, um, when we signed him in the 80s, 82, 83, um, was you know tough tackling midfielder. Yeah. Ended up playing centre back and was very very good in that captain position. Captain in the UEFA Cup final. Captain in the famous UEFA Cup. So I've actually got three of them players that are, are former former players. Yeah. Um, and a couple of examples up to date really. Obviously, uh, two famous left backs for Spurs, Bow and Rose, started as full backs and were pushed. Well, Rose the opposite way. Sorry, started as a midfield, went to full back, and Bow the opposite way started as a full back and obviously was pushed forward in time so yeah you know it's not someone that I think in the current team uh, Eric Dyer obviously yeah. comes to yeah, mind definitely. and Jan Vertonghen's there as well yeah because yeah um, definitely I think you said we, we it was a game before and he, he played in three different positions in one game yeah I think you were saying I think so, he's one of them players Vertonghen yeah. you could play him in any position on the pitch and he'd be he'd be excellent we had um Max Mad on um Reddit said for Tongan, centre back, left back. You could even play him as a number ten, man possessed. What probably, can't what probably. can't he do? Yeah, is yeah. what he said. Yeah. Um, also, your one with Graham Roberts, um, Stato. Yeah. Uh, good friend. You haven't seen Stato for ages, so hopefully he'll be able to podcast soon. Um, it's been too long. He said Graham Roberts, centre back, centre midfielder, and goalkeeper. 
He that's that's true actually. And he said he said he scored did. a hat trick once. He thinks from midfield. Oh, I'd have to think about that. Yeah, he he's right in the goalkeeper. He played. He I think it was Fulham in the in the third round of the cup a few years ago when in goal. Um, um, obviously my favourite I, I can't go more than 10 minutes without mentioning Glenn Oddall um, he once played in golf for Spurs yep, as well and there was a, a post on the Facebook page from Richard Stanton who said Glenn Goddall yeah. uh, he was even our backup keeper in the days before having a spare keeper on the bench I do believe that was May United away in the cup yeah I do believe which is mental like, I love the concept but you're talking about players going in goal Harry Kane Let's not forget about him. His cameo performance in he goal. He did, actually, yeah. He went in goal in the Europa League, didn't he? And he was useless. He did. I don't know if it was cameo. More farcical, he'd I would have um, yeah. He'd I scored a hat-trick in that game, and then he went in goal. And it, it, his first involvement in goal was they had a free kick just outside the box. Went straight hit, through yeah, him. straight it? through him and in the net, which I, was hilarious. Do you know what, Jack? I'd forgotten all about yeah. that. That was excellent. absolutely forgotten all about that. And then, as usual, brilliant responses. Um, so I'm just going to read out a few of these. Um, Carl again, and also um, Mitchell Andrew. Bit tongue uh, tongue in cheek from Mitchell Andrew. He said Gary Doherty. Um, <laughs> from Mr. Versatile. Um, as I said, Carl said Gary, but I've already said that. Um, yeah. Javad, a friend of the show, host of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Great show. Give that a listen. David Howes was one for him. Uh, yeah, I think he started off as a forward and then ended up playing in midfield. He's a little bit more versatile. Decent midfielder. Um, and then again on Reddit, um, there was one on here which was Steve Malbronk, who played all over the over the pitch. Steve Malbronk, I've got, I've got actually. He was, another... a, he was a steady player, Steve Malbronk at the yeah. time. He, he wasn't bad. I've got, I've got another one actually. Back Go in, um, back in this is early nineties, Steve Sedgley, who we signed from uh, Coventry as a midfielder, and he ended up playing in central defence as well. Yeah, so that's interesting. And then my favourite one on Reddit was from Armovni underscore SCHNR98. And he said Vincent Janssen because he sat on every seat of the bench. <laughs> Which I thought was excellent. Um, there's quite a lot of versatile players though over the years. Yeah. And you think in the modern day, every top side has a player that is just Mr. Versatile that can play in multiple positions and is just effective wherever he goes. It feels like all the top teams have someone like that. I think if you look at the current Spurs team, and if you look at our midfield in particular, and you could even bring Son into it, and Ericsson and Ali, you see them playing two or three different positions every game. They might be wide right, then they're inside, then they're a bit deeper. Um, I think all the Spurs midfielders are trained to play like that now. You know, If you look at Winks, he could play forward, obviously as a number 10. I don't think that any problems, but... Arguably, his best position looks to me like it could be where Dembele usually plays. Yeah. So it's, it's a difficult one. Yeah, and there was also one on here on Reddit from uh, Laviston who said, Can't help but feel Dembele might come the closest to being able to perform in all positions. There's another one, just a footballer. Just, just yeah, play wherever player. he wants to yeah, play on the ball. Wonderful player. Um, and as well, with the, the versatility, you think the top plot sides that have won trophies at an international level have always got that player in yeah. the international squad and if you are that player at club level it gives you such a chance of getting into a World Cup squad or something like that because you know a, a manager doesn't want to take four centre-halves from four full-backs if you can take a player that can play in both then you've got a bit of a chance yeah and that sometimes frees up that he can take an extra striker yeah. or an extra mid you know he can, he, he can take someone where he thinks the squad's a bit weak yeah are there right. any other any other players not necessarily Spurs just from in general since you've been watching that stick out as they're, they're good versatile players I think someone that, that sticks out for me just what you think is Phil Neville he yeah. was one when I was growing up he played left back right back centre half United he went to Everton played centre midfield long career 
won it all, Champions League, Premier League, FA Cups. How about, and I'm going to throw this one at you and you can guess this one, uh, former Liverpool player who plays at Barcelona, has played midfield and defence. Former Liverpool player that plays, currently plays at Barcelona? Yeah. Mash, mash, mash. Oh, Mascarano. Mascarano, Mascarano. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a good player. James Milner's the other one. I know he's a bit of a Marmark player, James Milner. Um, but he's another one in midfield or full-back. Full-back sort of or, yeah, he's average. Does a job wherever. Average in all positions, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. That. You could say that. Um, good, well, that's the opening question. Um, we'll go on and talk about Man United now, yeah. um, which was a massive game. There was a lot of build-up last week uh, to it that it was... See Spurs struggling away from home in the top games. I saw a stat that we've won four out of the last like sixty yeah. away games against the so-called top yeah. sides. Yeah. Um, I was confident going into it. Obviously, the news broke on Friday that Kane was injured and wasn't able to play, yeah. um, which was a little bit surprising that we come out and said he's out. He's I, not playing. I think it was. I think it was obvious Wednesday night that Kane wasn't going to play when Lorente yeah. and Son were both substituting. Yeah, maybe because you're right. if we'd have nicked a goal and he'd gone in extra time, you two forwards were on the bench. It was plainly obvious he was out then. Yeah, I think he's highly unlikely to be around on Wednesday either. Was it a mistake to announce that he was definitely out because it gave Mourinho? Longer to prepare for Son or Lorente or I, both of them. I think Mourinho would have worked it out by what I've just said. Yeah, I really do. He's 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 no man. I don't think he he would have still played the same boring tactics. Whoever had been playing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that's what he does. And like you can yeah. say you can say what you like about Jose, yeah. but he does win trophies. He does. It might not be pretty to watch, yeah. or he might pump loads of money, and yeah. he might end up leaving clubs in sometimes worse positions than when he took over. Yeah. But he. He, he does he does win stuff I'm not saying it's the right he, way of doing it but he does win he's stuff he's won 20 trophies as a manager yeah 20 trophies as a manager yeah and, and extraordinary stat I don't think that I'd be surprised if there are any United fans of your era that are happy at the moment just because of the way they're playing however given what's gone on since Ferguson left he's come in he's won trophies he's they're second in the league at the minute on balance he's I yeah, think he's the, doing quite the a good only job, problem with Man United supporters at the moment have been to look across the city and see the type of football's being yeah. played across the city. Yeah. And I think that's where I think it was no different to us when Woolwich started playing half decent football. We were all a little bit upset with it. Um I think then Rolls Reserve gone back now and I think we play the better football now. Yeah, that's fair. But obviously we lost the game one nil yeah. um which was incredibly frustrating because I didn't think we were amazing throughout the game. I didn't think United were amazing. I thought both sides were cagey and were a bit reluctant to commit too many bodies for because they were worried about the other team hitting them on the break just because the other team and both sides are really dangerous if you give space in behind so neither team really went for it at any point and it was a game where we had a chance at nil nil with Deli Alley which was really our only real chance it's a good chance and and yeah you do say Kane's on the end of that it's in the net it was a difficult one. It was difficult, but it was that classic Ericsson picks the ball up, yeah. Ali's off, the ball is perfect every time, and he just couldn't quite sort his body out to get in the right position to finish it. And on another day, he finishes that, and it's 1-0 Spurs, 15 minutes to go. Mm. And then you're thinking, here we go, we we with a great we're, chance. We'd have, we'd have been fine then. I, th- I think their goal was, was really disappointing. It was, yeah. it, was, it was Sunday League stuff, a hoof up field, a flick on, and and a running on the blind side. I, I, I saw it on Match of the Day, and Alan Shearer took it apart, and, and in classic Shearer's style, he's not doing it. 
It's very easy to say that. It was a really disappointing goal. Yeah. I think as Sam, who's um, uh, Jack's younger brother, uh, said he would have been ashamed if he'd have been in the back four playing yeah. that. But it's it's one of them ones that just happens. It's just two or three mistakes. You would have thought Toby would have won the first ball. You're not quite in the right position. And it's two or three mistakes. And then, you know, Larice is it doesn't do anything wrong really it's a good shot Marshall scuffs the finish as well it comes up he completely misses um, it was hugely disappointing because I, I think that May United are in a false position if you want my honest opinion mm-hmm. um, it'd be interesting to see Mourinho obviously has got tactics where he's going to go out and play a certain way against the top six and he's going to try and then beat the rest and hopefully win the league back on that I still think he's going to come up well short of City personally. yeah the, the problem with playing like like he does in them big games is there will be a big game where they can see to go in the first 10 minutes yeah. and then what do you do because your game plan is on being tight and it being nil-nil after an hour and frustrating the opposition but there will be a game and you see it all the time with I've watched Tony Pulis teams and they play a very yeah. similar fo- style of football yeah, as what Mourinho does and this I'm not going to criticise any manager for how they play football no. because you can play however you like that's the beauty of being a manager but a lot of the time them teams if they do go a goal down early what, well, what, where's, what, what do you do from there and that was the same if we, if we, not that we created much if we had have scored in the first 15 minutes against United what would they have done then well you, you're right what you say about West Brom you know they play the ball up to Rondon exactly the same fashion and they get criticised for playing boring football. One thing, I, one thing I would say, one thing I do think we can learn from Mourinho is you watch how United play when Lukaku's up front, yeah. right? And that's really difficult to defend. It's a big ball up to him, into his chest. If you're a centre-half, you can't win the ball because it's not there to be, because it's going into Lukaku's chest. So you sort of have to accept that you're not going to win it. And he gets United 60, 70 yards up the pitch. It's not easy to defend. We've got a six-foot-four centre-forward on the bench, Lorente. Yeah. And I feel a bit sorry for him so far because I think he's an all-right player. He's not amazing. I think he's an all-right player, but I think he's getting a bit of criticism that's not fair because I feel like when he comes on, we, we're still going into his, his feet or we're trying to play him in behind. Like, let's hit direct balls up to him because the sheer size of him is it's going to be difficult to defend against. I don't have a problem with playing direct from time to time. I think you need different... Different passages of play in different games, and if it's not going through midfield, hit a few direct balls. Try something different. Especially you know? when you've got a weapon like that up there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's absolutely. that's the frustrating thing with him. And I get that we've got a philosophy, and it's play through midfield, get the ball. And I'm all for, I'm all for it. But I just think in games when he's in there, why not just say, you know what, fine, I'm just going to clip this one. Going to play a forty yard ball and just say to him, hold it. We'll all get up the pitch. Or win a throw in or something like that, and then we're in their half. I, I, may, I may have played him at the weekend, I think. Mm. I might have played that similar tactic to that at the weekend. I don't rate any of the main United central defence. Jones and Small in a cart horses, both of them. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I think the problem is Mourinho, look, I think Mourinho looks at that team and thinks, my defence ain't all that. Teams will take the game to us, and then he said, then that's when he can. Break, get yeah. on a break. I think Gary Neville was doing the, the commentary in the build up and he actually said that he thought that Sun was the right selection up front. He was either Neville or Carragher. Yeah. So they thought Sun was the right option to play up front because they thought that Lorente would be a tailor made striker for Jones, Smallin and Bailly in that they're a bit it's fuggish a and it's a 50 50. And I, I was with him on that. I thought yeah, Sun would probably cause more problems. I thought maybe he might have gone with both. That was what yeah. I thought he might have done. I, I'm not criticising Pochettino. Like, his tactics 
like I said, if that alley one goes in, then the game plan, everyone's praising yeah. him for what an, what an amazing... We, we, were, we were a bit unlucky. A bit lose. unlucky. I think we were. I think a draw would have been a fair result. Um, I don't think either team, as you quite rightly say, did enough to win the no, game. No, but what? But, but we have to. The the thing is, Jack, we have to get over. You're not going to win the league unless you beat the top six teams. Yeah, no, you can't 100%. rely. You because if you're going out and losing, say three or four points them every season, you've got to make them. You them points up every season, and we're not going to win the league without being able to to beat the top six. Yeah. You know, three games arguably so far. One win, two defeats. Yeah, it's know. not. It's not. It's not brilliant. Cole had a point pretty similar mm. to you actually on the game against United. Excuse me. He said we turned up but never looked brave enough or had enough belief that we could create or score yeah. a goal. Yeah. And I sort of believe. I sort of believe that. That. But I think that was the same for both sides. I think both yeah. sides would have been. I think at seventy minutes, if you'd have said to both managers nil nil, they both would have taken it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think you're probably right. I and I, I think. Uh, I think it's City. They would have definitely taken it. Yes, look, it, look, it's one of them. But we've lost. It, we're still sitting third in the league, so yeah. it's not. It's not a disaster. It's not disastrous. But the gap to City is eight points, and we've seen how difficult it is to make up seven points in the last yeah. two seasons. And this City team's top notch. The gap's eight points, but I just think all you can do at the minute is just sort. Of, if you if it gets sort of ten, then you're thinking, oh, I don't think we come back from that. But you've seen. Teams over the years come out of nowhere, especially Ferguson sides. Yeah, you, you have, but I think eight points is City have got to go out and lose their next three matches, and we got to win. But that's only net two because obviously we'll beat them home and away. So we've got a good record fun. against them in the recent years. Not, so not not bad. I mean, uh, the thing you've got to remember with City is they've been playing unbelievable football from the first game. Yeah. They'll they'll have a period where they drop points yeah. because it's the Premier League, and yeah. there's a lot of games from now up until Christmas. So it, it depends how he prioritises cups. If they, if they get through in, in, in like the League Cup, two games, extra games in January, his squad's deep enough, without a doubt. Yeah. It's definitely deep enough. I think when you get into problems um, with too many games, is if you get to January and you're in the semi-final of the League Cup and you're also in the uh, Thursday Cup and the Europa League, well, you've got two extra games in February as well. That's, yeah. we've, we've been there before. That's when it gets tough and you can run out of steam but going in March. In, in, in a week's time, we could be sat here and they could lose... Hypothetically, yeah. well, they could lose to Arsenal on the weekend. We beat yeah. Palace 25 points behind them. Yeah. And then we're saying... Listen, yeah, you know, it's, it's, right. it's all hypothetical. Right. This, and you just, I just could think, go the other way, though. I mean, it could, could be 11 behind it, them. It, it and, then, and then they are out of sight. It could. And yeah. I just think... Ferguson always used to sat at United and he was like, you just stick with the pack... Get to the new year, he was like, and that's when it starts. He was like, you can't win the championship in the first four or five months, but you can be out of it. Er Ericsson said a similar comment to that today about sticking with them and then seeing where you are in the spring. And and that's right. I, I've been saying for a, a few weeks now, you just got to hang on to their coattails. Yeah, that's, that's all you got to that, do. That's all you can do. But we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Did we? You know? Did I know, I know you were away, so you didn't see all the game. But did we desperately miss Kane? We always, you always desperately miss your best player. Yeah, it I don't matter who it is. I agree with you that. Know. I agree with that. Um, we've got Real Madrid Wednesday night. Yep. Obviously, Kane. We're not sure if he's going to be fit. If he's not, yep. what would you do for the Real Madrid game? If because he's not fully fit, and yep. he, he's not going to be fully fit for Palace, he might be able to play in either or both. He's not going to be hundred percent because he's been injured. Would you risk him in the Real Madrid game, or would you say, you know what, Harry, I'm leaving you out, Madrid. Madrid's a bonus game. 
We've got seven points in the yeah. group already. We're looking in a really... We, not that we're going to go out to lose, but it's a bit of a bonus game. We're in a great position in the group. I want you to be back fit for Palace because that is a, that is a must-win game. Yeah. Or would you bring him in for Madrid and whatever happens, if, if it goes again, it goes again. But how would you play it? I, I, I think Madrid are a bit vulnerable at the moment. Because um, they lost 2-1 to Girona. They didn't did. They? I've got a few things to say about Madrid in a minute. Um, you could do you you could do what I would call an Arsene Wenger tactic with Kane, playing Wednesday, then he's unavailable for selection on Sunday, which means then it rules him out of the England games. Mm. So then he gets he could play Wednesday and then he could have like seventeen days without playing. What so, I've what I've read about Harry Kane is and he's a bit he's different, I think, to any modern footballer in the fact that Obviously, money's important to him as much as it mm. is anyone, but he's not money-driven. He just he, he loves Tottenham. He loves being valued. He loves everything that Pochettino does at the club. But what I have read is that he loves playing for England, even in non-competitive games. Yeah. He loves it. And if he's fit, even if he's 80% fit, and Pochettino's saying, look, I don't want you to play in these games because you've had a knock and all that, Kane's the type of guy that says, I want to go and play for England. He wants to play... Every single game. I think I think Poch has always had a philosophy of not playing players if they're not fit. And I don't think if Kane's not 100% fit, he won't play him. He'll, he'll say, go away. And if this hamstring strain or something is as bad, he might even say, look, you're not then playing Sunday. You're not playing for England. So he's then... He's got like got five weeks, three or four is, weeks yeah. off, which is then going to get it right because you know the Woolwich game's on the horizon, and you, you know, have to be careful um, with hamstrings. They're a dangerous. If you do the wrong thing, and you know he could be out to the other side of Christmas, yeah. so we've got to get it right. A couple of things on Madrid. Yeah, go on. Um, as we know, they lost at the weekend, and I, I, I didn't actually know that until you told me yeah. today because I've been a bit out of the loop at the weekend to Corona, which was a, a massive and, shock. And Girona are the yeah. third team in Barcelona, so they're newly promoted. So, obviously, you have yeah. Barcelona as the main side, you've got Espanyol, and then you've got Girona. Yeah. It's their first season in La Liga, obviously. There's all the stuff with the politics yeah. and all oh, that yeah. that's going on. They would have been up for that. So, that was a massive. Madrid down in the Catalan. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's... massive Barcelona Madrid um, derby. There's some interesting things about Madrid because they're currently uh, eight points behind Barcelona after ten games. You know, and Barcelona, who were being written off by everyone at the start of the season, are doing great. A um, couple of things, you know, um, Madrid, ten games, and, and they've dropped ten points already this season. You know, that's that's a point a game. That's massive in, in, for, for and Madrid. bear in mind as well, there hasn't um, been a, a Clásico. No, Clásico. Correct me if I'm wrong, there hasn't been a Madrid derby? Don't think so. The other th- interesting thing with Madrid was, I, I, I was looking today, um, and their goal difference is, is, is plus 10 after 10 games. Usually, you know, I, I think Barcelona's is uh, plus 25. Yeah. So basically Madrid is still, they're going out and scoring two goals every game, but they're conceding a goal yeah. near enough every game, give or take. A uh, couple of things about Ronaldo, which worries me a little bit because he, he's only scored um, one goal in his last six games and that was the penalty against us which is always a little bit of a worry because you know he will score after a yeah, while yeah he has but, missed a lot of league games didn't he did he miss four at the start he, at the start of the season because he got suspended the, the sending off yeah. in the Super Cup but as I say one goal in the last six but when he played us he did have eight chances 
He had eight shots on goal. There was the one that Laurie saved. And so, he, he, you know, he's a wonderful player, whatever yeah. way you look at it. But there is a few little niggly... And the chance, they're not... Apparently, the midfield's not ticking and they're not creating enough chances. So that's where, like when we played them away, we've got to be on top of that midfield. Stop Modric getting on the ball. That's the, yeah. We've all seen Luca play yeah. and we've got to keep him off the ball. Yeah, no, we, we have. Um, I'm quite optimistic, optimistic going into the yeah, game. It's, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? These are the nights that you yeah, pay your money for your season to get for. Like Real Madrid at home at Wembley. It's going to be a sellout. It's going to be an yeah. incredible atmosphere. I just hope we go out and give a performance give like a good we did account in the away game. Yeah. And battle. And yeah. You, never, like, you, you, never, wanna, you, you never know in these games. They're the favourites. And you absolutely. expect them to come to Wembley and beat us. Best and club I, team in the world. Yeah, And yeah. I, I expected absolutely. them to beat us in the Bernabeu. And they didn't. Because we, yeah. we played brilliant. We played really well. And for, for me, the, the first goal is, ma- is, is massive in any game. But especially if you go a goal down to Madrid. Yeah. It can be so tough. Because then they just start popping the ball about. Yeah. And it it can be it can be tough. I think if we get in front, I, I think we take I think we take a draw. I think we've got a good chance. I think we've also got to keep our heads. We did that well when we played them away. There's a few wind up merchants on their team in their defence, especially. We've not got to get you know if we get a couple of crunching tackles and the play acting and all that kicks in. We've just got to not get drawn yeah. into all of that. Yeah. We have to keep eleven players on the pitch. Would you bring Deli Ali back into the team? Absolutely, you would. Absolutely. Um, I know that he's coming in for a bit of stick. A lot of people are saying, oh, he's not playing very well and they're all having a whinge about him. I think the Liverpool game, he had a good game at Wembley. Um, what I saw and what I listened to it on the radio at the weekend of May United, and I didn't think he was that bad at the weekend. Uh, I think he's coming back into form a bit. I think he'll be absolutely buzzing to play. Yeah. Um, I. Whether Poch does decide not to, we'll see. Whether he, I, I'd like to see us not go with the same tactics as we went in Madrid because that's going to be too obvious. Yeah. I think with Deli Ali, for me, I think this season he's shown incredible maturity in the way he's played because we've we've changed formations. I know we're playing a back three, but we're not playing a three four three with him and no. Ericsson as two number yeah. tens. We've not played that much this season. We've mm. played much more of a three five two mm. with Kane and it's really mm. been Sun up there with him which Absolutely, meant yeah. Deli Alli's had to play a slightly more deeper role yeah. he hasn't had as much freedom to just sort yeah. of say there you go go off find the pockets make things happen yeah. he's got a lot more to do defensively he's playing a deeper role which I think in certain games really suits him especially at Liverpool game because he could get on the ball I thought, and he, I could, agree. he could dictate play I, I, I agree he's, he's, he's a very very he's, 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 you know, he's still got that little bit of rawness about him and that I also think, Jack, I think um, I'm going to stick my neck out and say that he's going to start Danny Rose on Wednesday night because I think he might go a bit of pace either side or here on the right, Rose on the left, and then he'll go back to the three central defensive midfield pairing in midfield. So I'm going to stick my neck out and say that might be the yeah, surprise it wouldn't, selection. It, it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't, uh, uh, it'd be surprising, but it wouldn't be shocking. And yeah. Pochettino always throws something in. The, the, the one player that I that for me has to start is Winks. Yeah. Because one, he's been outstanding. Absolutely. For the, all the games he's played for England and for Spurs. And two, it's going to be one of them games where we don't have as much of the ball as what we're used to. You yeah. play Real Madrid. Yeah. And in those games, you need mobile centre midfielders. Yeah. You need people that can rat around the opposition yeah. and are quick over five yards. Yeah. It's not necessarily about 
Eric Dyer sitting in there and being a wall because they will play one twos round him. Yeah. So you need players in there that are quick and mobile. Yeah. And Winks in the away game was brilliant at just he didn't even necessarily win the ball back, but he'd just get a bit of a block or he'd make a force the mistake. A, or a slight instead of Modric being able to roll the ball perfectly to Ronaldo, it's a yard behind him just yeah. so he can't and it's things like that, I think we need the mobility. So I'd I'd love to see yeah. Winks in there. I think it's going to be 1-1 again. Looking, I think we'll take a draw. Really, really looking forward to it. It is one of them nights. What's that, your yeah. prediction? I'm going to go for a draw and all. Yeah. Or we might just nick it 2-1. Oh, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? It'd be a great lift for the club. I think it's important to keep, after the West Ham debacle last week, I think it's important to um, get back onto winning you know, ways at Wembley. And, and if, I, if, we, know, if we win... We're, are we mathematically through? Uh, I think... Um, da, da, da. Or we'd be as good as... We'd be as good as... Well, we, we, yeah, because because we'd only need to... Yeah, I don't think we're quite through. I think we need another point. A lot depends what happens in the other game. Yeah, of course it does. I mean, you yeah. Know. Yeah, you don't, you don't know, but... It's gonna I, think, be... I think if the other game ended in a draw, then we would be through. Yeah, because they'd only be on two points. But, but if there was a winner either way, we wouldn't be, because both teams could still finish, you Yeah. Know. Yeah, well, it's going to be an amazing night, and hopefully, it's one of them nights that goes down in the modern day memory of, of yeah. top European nights because there have been plenty over the years. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do a, a Real Madrid and Spurs yeah. combined 11 as well because obviously, there's amazing players in both squads. You've had a go at this today. Do you want to take us through what you've it's, got? It's quite, it's quite. It's quite, yeah, it's quite hard. I've gone, I've just gone for a 4 4 2. Just Old because, school. Just because it's easy, yeah. all of this sodden around with three at the back and five in midfield and you know 27 up yeah and you've all, gone and, and all of old that. school 4-4-2 so I've got um, Larice in goal and yep. I've been a bit biased towards Spurs and then I've got a full so back Danny Carverhauer right back Danny Carverhauer a right back because um, I just think he's better than what we've got at yeah. the moment um, and on, on left back uh Marcelo. Marcelo, yeah, you can't argue. He's I don't like. I don't like him. He's got an annoying face, Marcelo. He's, he really has. He's a wind-up merchant. Yeah, he is. And he's he's not a very nice person. He's one we have to watch Wednesday. So I've got him at left back, and then I've got Ramos and Vertonghen in the central defence. <sighs> no Alderweireld in there. I would put Vertonghen in front of Alderweireld at the moment. Is that because you're playing Jan as the left yes. centre half? Yes. So therefore, he's a better yeah. left centre-half than Toby is. Yeah, because you could arguably play Ramos at right-back, but that's a bit cheating. You I'm could. Trying, you to, could. trying to stick them where they are. Um, I've gone for a very basic four in midfield, yeah. like a diamond. A diamond, tri- okay. Like triangle type, you know. Um, this is my one. I've, I've got Eric Dyer as my holding midfielder. Oh, that's a big shout. Which a lot of people are going to disagree with. a big shout. With. A lot of people are going to disagree with. I've got Bow on the left. That's yep. a little bit biased because it's Bow. Yeah. I've got Modric at the top of the diamond. Yeah. Again, a little bit biased because it's Luca yep. and that. And then I've got, and I was going to say Cole Christian Eriksen <laughs> on the right, but I think just have to go Isco on the right in front of Isco, it. Isco, yeah. Just yeah. in front of Eriksen. And in front of Ali as well. And in front of Ali, yeah. And Modric just in front of Ali yeah. as well. Um, and then. The, the front two pick themselves. Ronaldo and Kane pick yeah. themselves. You know um, that team. I was going to say I was going to say Son and Benzema, but I decided yeah. not to. So yeah, it's a good good. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Look, there's so many good players in both squads. You could debate it all night, couldn't you? Like there's a case for most players to be in that side. I think I think to get 
four out of that, you know, of ours in that team, you know, if you'd have picked that, say, seven, eight years ago, there wouldn't have been any. Yeah. Um, and, and their keeper's very good as well. Navas, he's yeah, he an is a good goal. He's outstanding goalkeeper. He is. He is. There's, there's, there's a lot. You think of the players that are, that are not in that side. Yeah. You've got Aurier, Trips, yeah. Alderweireld, Sanchez, yeah. Tony Cruz, Casemiro, Alio. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of top, Tony, Tony top players. Tony Cruz, I've never been convinced of. I'm looking forward to seeing him play live because that's always a good marker. Um, I don't, you know, he does do a lot of the donkey work. What I would but, say about you know, Tony Cruz is you could count, you watch him in football, you could count on one hand the amount of times he gives the ball away. Yeah. He just, he, he just recycles possession. Yeah. That's what he does do. Um, let us know what you think of that team. If you agree with it, let us know. If you think Eric it's Dyer's absolutely Eric, terrible. Eric Dyer's going to be the one that everyone argues with. I had to put Baron Modric in for sentimental reasons. Uh, yeah, I sort of get I that. I think. I sort of get that. Um, and then we've got Palace after yes. that on uh, Sunday which is a midday kickoff at Wembley yeah, on yeah. Sunday um, Palace coming off the back of an excellent comeback against West Ham um, a massive draw for them they've taken four points from Chelsea and West Ham at home which yeah, Hodgson yeah. will be really happy yeah, with yeah. Um, away from them they've not been great they got thumped by Bristol City Bristol City or Bristol yeah. Rovers I can't remember what one Bristol City but Bristol City they're playing very well at the moment Bristol City. they're doing well in the championship yeah, right, they? I mean they, they lost 4-1 yeah. there for me, I go into this thinking this should be a routine victory. Palace are a, a, a poor side. They've got a few players that are capable of doing something, but on the whole, they've been shocking this season. They're conceding goals, conceding soft goals. They, they seem to be collapsing quite a lot in games where they go a couple of goals down, apart from that West Ham one. I think I think they've got a few good players. I don't think they they should get relegated with the players they've got. Roy Hodgson's going to coach them to death over the next... You know, he's, he's a lovely guy, Roy Hodgson, and but I don't know, you know, is he going to release, he's got to release the attacking side of them. You know, Benteke's injured, which is quite handy. We know that Townsend and Saha are dangerous players. And We've seen Townsend play before, he's a very say, good player. I actually think since Townsend's left, yeah. he's, he's been nowhere near as, as strong, but he's, he's played well against Spurs. He's, yeah, he did all right when he played for Newcastle. He, and he's played quite well against us, yeah. yeah. Um, just because he's got a bit of point to prove. I think, I think that they've got an attacking threat. We've got to be careful not giving away free kicks. Goodbye in their midfields. Very Goodbye's good not bad. So he's, he's, not, he's, but, he's steady, yeah. but he's not as good as what we've got. But no. again, free kicks with him outside the area. He, he's good yeah. on the dead ball. I think the one advantage we've got is they're still leaking goals. Yeah. And... They're not going to come... They're going to come and get quite a few players behind the ball. We know that. But they're not going to come, I think, and be totally negative. They have always got the little source to, to cause us problems at yeah. the other end of the pitch. We've got to be... It's a game we should win. But like all Premiership games, you've got to go out there and play your best. You can't go out yeah. there and play average because if you do, you'll get beat. Yeah. Um, I, I think in central defence they're, they're a bit weak I think Palace and I think they get caught out I think they've improved so we sat joking about Hodgson coaching them to death but you can see that a lot of what he's saying to them on the, the shape and that that they keep when, they're yeah. in, when they haven't got the ball he's a good defensive coach Hodgson yeah. you do have to give him oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, for me this, this, this stuff, the, these, these games against his sides go one way or the other because when Hodgson took over he's looked at it and he's gone West Ham, that's a massive game. He's gone Chelsea at home, bonus. Tottenham away, yep. bonus. We get anything out of them games, fantastic. So it goes one way or the other, and it's 
that the players have got a little bit more freedom than normal and they get beat 3-0 because it's a bit of a bonus game. It's like, oh, well, or they've got no pressure and they go out there and they play incredibly yeah. well. It goes one way or the other. Yeah. I think you keep Zaha quiet, you stop Palace, yeah. in my opinion. I, I think Kabai is an okay player, but I don't think he's capable of causing us too many individual problems. No. And the same with Townsend. I don't think he's, he's going to cause us that much. I've said that now. You know Townsend will oh, yeah, get on the yeah, score yeah. sheet, but so I, I think we'll beat them. It's a strange kickoff time, isn't it, as well? Midday. Midday. Yeah. Midday. It's, it's the, you know, seven o'clock if you're in the States, so you have to get, yeah. up, and have, get up and have breakfast with it. Yeah. Um, it's... I don't know, it's a strange one and it's the preparation for, we played half 12 games, we played at half 12 last Saturday so we're, we're playing uh, we're playing Woolwich in a few weeks time at half past 12 on the Saturday yeah. and we played Huddersfield and West Ham at half past 12 so. They're pro um, athletes. They're, 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 yeah, they're so we, we're all kind of it. in the routine of playing the earlier games. Yeah, I, so, um, prediction for that game, that Palace game? 3-1. 3-1, I think 2-0, I can't see them doing too much. Um, should it's nice have, to score a few goals. Nice to score a few goals. It would be. It would be. But it, it, it's never easy against no, them sides fighting no. for their lives. It no. never is. Although sometimes the scoreline suggests it is, it's never an easy no. game. Um, so fingers crossed for that. Hopefully next week as well, I can bring you some quite big news for the podcast um, relating to the ladies team. Yeah. Um, just waiting on a few things for that, but watch your space because there it's is very some exciting. very exciting news coming your way um, with regards to them. And they're, they're flying as well. They're they doing got a really well. Against Watford. Yeah. Um, they, they've been doing extremely well, so they've just got promoted in, into the second division and they're more than holding their own. That I, I, yeah, it was always going to be a struggle from this season, and, and and they're kind of mid table. Yeah. So I think everyone would have taken that at the time, um, but they did throw a little bit of money at the certain players. They got some more experienced players in, didn't they? From from the Premier League in the uh, the women's as well. Yeah, they so. did. They did, and they've got they've got two fixtures this week. So they're actually playing uh, Yeovil Town tomorrow night. Um, and then at the weekend they've got uh, Brighton and Hove Albion so the Brighton game on Sunday is at home so if you're not at Wembley um, get down to Chesson FC and, uh, and cheer the girls on that kicks off at 2 o'clock and it's a, it's a great match day experience down there especially if you've got kids you, you're right up close to, to the it's, action you're practically standing on the touchline it's, it's a fantastic experience it, it's, it's quite uh, down at Chesson Football Club they've got, it, it is a non-league club They've got um, a nice big car park. You can take the car and park in the car park. No problems at all. Right through the turnstile. Um, they've got a little stand, which I would guess holds about 200, 300 yeah. people. And then they've basically got kind of like a bar all around the pitch that is yeah. old school. You lean on the bar and, and watch the game. So, um, but it's great. You, like I said, you get right good, up yeah. close to the players. They yeah. always come over and do autographs and photos yeah. and all that after yeah. the game. So if you if you do want to go down and, and check that out, please I'm, do. I mean, if, if you're local to the ground, you know, watch the game in the pub on TV. That ends around about 10 to 2 and it gives you about 10 minutes to get or, up for that or game. Or get, get down to Chesant. They have it on in the, in in the, the clubhouse. clubhouse yeah. So get down there if... If you're not at the game. A couple of beers, cheap beer in the clubhouse. There you go, there you go. Um, fingers crossed for Madrid Wednesday night. Like I said, hopefully that's going to be one of those European nights that lives on Looking, for me Looking year. forward to it. I've already told them at work I've got to be away bang on time. There's Excellent. none of this fanning around after work. Excellent. And if you are at Wembley, let us know as well. Um, and remember, whatever happens, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs.
Spencer's top free kick at Wembley Aussie's knees have gone all trembly And the team requires assembly Danny Montflower Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Pyo Casey Keller, USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini, Kudachini Freddie Canute Gary Mavitt in Chilin Sergi Renbro for the win Run for me, Nick on me 4-3 Stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here there everywhere Pat Jennings luscious hair Super Vertonghen Amiyachenko number 9 Nine from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet the Ball and Stefan Dalmatty I'm playing out White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport set to Spain Berbatov, turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley, we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave, Scrockney raves Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway Carol fumbling the same Clattenburg Waterberg doesn't give the goal Mabizela's work of art Tricky Rafa van der Vaart He's got no hair but we don't care Martin Martin Young Lily White's from White Hart Lane Reto Ziegler sounded just like Ziga Getting to the grounds of pain Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy into Equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovic Crenshaw substitution Tom Ardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Sakura and we dropped Samora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagle was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar David, Dreadlocks, Palacios, Stripey Socks, Everson Hattrick, Dave Mackay picking fights, European Glory Knights, Terry Dyson go on my son, Cliff Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, Legendary Lily White, How dare forget Who there is to do? Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. Lily White from White on Lane. so the Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His 
transfer was a farce, so shove him up your ass. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the bookies, and he really loved the bookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in Coca-Cola undressed. Boring won't give up the fight. Bullfox never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, eight foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decision Raman Vega playing Sega Sandro's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We love to win style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White and White are made If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Hanson 44 we were here with my boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick It's the ball did the trick He showed the world what's for to do The leading cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hot Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while